0: Hey, what's going on, Who that Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, making the State of the Saints podcast part of your morning, your evening, night, whatever you're checking out this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Before we get started, I want to just ask everybody to give your boy a thumbs up you know give us give me a golden thumbs up if you enjoy the state of the saints podcast let's just get the likes up um i really do appreciate those that are pushed for the likes um for each video so before we get started man if you enjoy the state of the saints podcast go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up but we're going to go ahead and talk we're going to be talking about Jameis winston on this edition of the state of the saints podcast and you know i know a lot of people are excited right now we're probably about a about a month away you know from from the nfl you know like it is it is the final month that we're going to be without football for at least february so i know everybody's excited about that i'm not a real big fan of these times you know because <laughs> it, it seems like there's very little to talk about in the topics of stuff that we just went over over and over again at nausea man you know and this is one of those topics man that everybody seems to be talking about and it, it, you know, talking about Jameis Winston's off-season. Jameis Winston has been looking incredible. I mean, he has documented his entire off-season. Uh, you know, he has his whole resurrection uh, campaign that he has going, trying to change the narrative of, of his NFL career. You know, a lot of people, when you hear the name Jameis Winston, you know, a lot of people, you know, think it's, it's a joke. They laugh. They make fun of him. And he understands that. But at the same time, this is a guy that has embraced the challenge of changing that narrative. And, you know, when you have uh, different videos that come out like this, the one that uh, just was put out today, it makes you even more excited. Yeah, I mean, that makes you excited, right? You know, seeing him throw those passes and stuff like that. You know, it's extremely excited to see uh, Jameis Winston and really embrace, you know, the quarterback position and really trying to work hard to try to better himself. I mean, he, he looks like he's in phenomenal shape. He looks like uh, he got a lot of zip on the ball. Uh, he's developing a camaraderie and a little bit of chemistry with Traquan Smith and, I think that this is going to be beneficial for both guys. You know, Traquan Smith has really been working out and really been a true workout warrior this off season. Now, I, I hate to fall into this whole trap, man. You know, we we have a tendency of, you know, just believing everything that's right in front of us. And the ones that we don't see, the ones that we don't recognize, you know, th- those are the people that that we feel like aren't putting in the work. Now, Jameis Winston, you know, is proving that he is working pretty hard, but I'm pretty sure guys behind the scenes, even guys like Taysom Hill, are probably working behind the scenes as well, you know, try to better themselves and try to develop some type of chemistry with the quarterbacks. And some guys, you know, they 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 want to keep their their workout regimen a secret. Some guys are superstitious like that because they don't want anybody to, you know, try to steal or try to, you know, take away something that that they feel like gives them a competitive advantage. Guys are kind of superstitious like that but you know it's, it's interesting to see Jameis Winston you know out here doing this thing and I'm rooting for him I'm rooting for Jameis I'm rooting for Trey Kwan I'm rooting for all these these wide receivers that I've seen out here and these guys who are probably these bubble players who decide to go out there and work alongside him I'm rooting for these guys to become better players stronger players more physical players um, I know I've been watching Saints Twitter as of late I mean I, I, I'm on Twitter but not as much as So many other members of of, of the That Nation on Twitter probably just need to uh, start tweeting a little bit more. But, you know, everybody's excited to see those down the field throws, uh, something that uh, a lot of people felt has been missing uh, from the Saints arsenal over the last couple of years. And I mean, we all know we keep on saying it over and over again. It has a lot to do with Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees, uh, you know, lack of arm strength uh, towards the twilight of his career. Uh, really, uh, you know, I don't want to say handicapped the Saints, but it, it prohibit them um, from doing certain things I feel like they wanted to do offensively. And I don't think it was a coincidence uh, that they decided to make it more of a classroom format for this, this mini camp that they just had. I just think that the Saints understand that they're going to, uh, you know, have a new quarterback and they want to make sure that they understand different philosophies and they want to make sure that these guys are not only good players, but students of the game so looking forward to seeing what Jameis Winston is going to do looking forward to seeing an interesting uh, training camp that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks and I don't know man maybe I'll be able to get down there since I got my media credentials (laughs) and see if we can check some of that stuff out man but uh we'll see we'll see but thank y'all so much for being here those that are filing into the chat once again if you're just joining us go ahead and hit that like button let's get these likes up man and let everybody know how much everyone enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. If you want to do me a favor, if you don't, you know, if you don't donate or anything like that, you just hit that like button. Let everybody know that you're enjoying the show. All right. We're going to go. Let's start. Let's start down a little bit. Okay. I'm going to start with uh Brian. All right. So Brian says, uh, are we ever going to have a team like we had in 2009 when we won the Super Bowl? Um. I think they had that team before. That team was in 2018, Brian. That was the best Saints team i ever seen. Uh, they definitely should have went to, went to the Super Bowl. I think we all in agreement on that. We know about the controversial nine call. Uh, that was a really good Saints team. And I think that that team, in my honest opinion, could have beat the team that was in 09. They were just extremely talented, man. Like On all both sides of the football, they had a good uh, chemistry going. So me, I think they had that before. They just got snubbed and got got gypped out of that opportunity, man. And uh, I mean, that, that right there, you know, that's something I don't feel like a Saints fan will ever get over. I don't think I'll ever get over that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing we can do about it. And yes, you know, we can't go back in time. We we're not Martin McFly. We don't have a DeLorean. But man, that that right there hurt because we we were so close. It, it should have been us. And, you know, you look at the 2009 uh football team and they had some lucky breaks, man. Like sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I remember one game they was getting blown out by the Dolphins and they had a few breaks uh go their way towards the end of the game. They won that one. Uh they were on their way to get blew out by the Redskins. Uh they wore the Redskins at the time and you know Robert Meetron rips the ball out the guy's hand and the next day you know you know what I'm saying like all of a sudden you know they going back and forth with them. So you Know they had a couple of games where some breaks went their way that that helped them get to that point. You know, not to mention in an NFC championship game, Brett Ford rolling to his right, throwing the back across the middle, and intercepted by Tracy Porter, which is the cardinal sin that you're supposed to throw the ball, bo- you know, across your body. You know, so they had a few lucky breaks. I mean, it could have easily uh, have went the way, you know, of uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they could have probably kicked a 50-some-yard field goal and won that game. I mean, we've seen uh you know, Greg Zerline did right. He kicked a what a 57 yard field goal, if I am mistaken, for for the for the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. So sometimes it, you 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 need a little bit of luck on your side too. So I think that the 2019 got a, a, a little bit of luck, uh, a little bit, a couple breaks go their way, and sometimes you need those opportunities, man. You're not going to always just blow teams out the water every single week, and especially in the playoffs, man. Sometimes you need those lucky breaks. I, I know y'all remember. Like the Seattle Seahawks game, you know what I'm saying, when they played real good defensively, they was out there playing in Minnesota below zero freezing, you know, and then Blair Walsh missed the extra point, you know, and and Seattle ended up moving on to the next round. Like you've you seen like in Chicago when the kick, kicker hit the goalpost and missed the field goal, and Philadelphia ended up winning, taking on the Saints in the following week. So, man, it, sometimes you, you have to have things go your way if you're going to win something. I mean, think about even with the Chiefs, right? You know what I'm saying? The Chiefs had to have a little lucky break because the Browns was, you know, I mean, Browns was uh, threatening to beat them, you know? And I think what it took have uh, took Chad Henney, a 13-yard scramble. So without that 13-yard scramble, they they would have got the ball back on third and 13. And who knows what would have happened? So you need some lucky breaks sometime in order for you to, you know, get over that hump. It's good to be good, but sometimes it's it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, my entire Saints family, uh, Jerry Port, Mark says, if Winston struggles again with accuracy in preseason or at beginning of the year, I think they may go with Taysom long term. Yeah, they might, man, but I'm not looking for that. You know, like I'm not looking for a guy to screw up so I can just be proven right. I don't like I, I want both of these guys to succeed. I'm not like even if I've been talking since the offseason about Jameis being a starter. Even if Jameis don't end up being a starter, I'm not going to sit up here and be hoping that Taysom go out here and blow it so Jameis can come into the game. I want the guys, I, I want whoever becomes the starting quarterback to be successful. And I just feel like anybody that's wishing uh, a person to fail, or and I'm not saying you're saying this, Mark, but just individuals, because I, I mean, I see a lot of negative energy, and in, in, you know what I'm saying, from some of these Saints fans. It make me wonder, like, are they really fans you know what I'm saying are you a fan of the team or are you just fan you just a fan of wanting to be right because in my opinion, man I want the team to win I, I don't look I love every player on the team you know what I'm saying I got respect for them you know if somebody goes down, I would hope that that guy that comes in behind them can pick up the slack all right I'm not hoping and wishing and praying that this guy screws up you know i'm i'm, I'm I, even if the Saints decide to have one person start over another that I like I'm not hoping that that guy screws up if you're hoping For Taysom Hill to screw up, so Jameis can become the starter, if the Saints decide to go with Taysom or vice versa with Jameis, then you're missing a big picture. And I'm just wondering to myself, like, are you really a fan? Are you really a fan? Because that's not what fans do. Fans cheer for the team. They they may not like the decisions, but they go with the decisions and they rally behind that person. You know, I think about uh, when the Rams, right, a couple years ago, back when it was the beginning of the greatest show on turf. Uh, you know, Kurt Warner wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback. Trent green was Trent green ended up getting hurt in preseason. And uh Dick Vermeil said that famous quote, "Uh, we going to rally around Kurt Warner and we are going to play good football. You know, and, and what would have happened if Dick Vermeil didn't believe that? Would we have known Kurt Warner to be who he was, you know, a hall of famer, a, a league MVP. And, you know, the guy that was the orchestrator of the greatest show on turf when it came to the field work. So, that's not the way to go. Like, what if Ram fans would have been like, man, I ain't messing with no Kurt Warner? You know what I'm saying? Who would have who would have known what Kurt Warner would have been? So I feel like we need to have that same type of energy when it comes to the Saints. If you don't, then what the hell are you cheering for? TJ Johnson. Uh, you know, I'm with that having uh Jameis Winston proving he belongs with the Saints as a starter. Uh well, I'm not I'm not TJ Johnson, I'm TJ Jones, Ronald. But I appreciate it, man. I, I definitely <laughs> I definitely uh, feel like uh, there's a lot of Jameis supporters out there. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of people are wishing that, you know, that he does well. I hope. Uh, we had a chance in 2011 and 2018 to win the Super Bowl. I agree. Uh, I, I still feel like that 2011 team, they had like some, defensively, they weren't very good. They were just explosive offensively, you know, and I, I always just feel like you know, it, it, it's just a matter of time before your luck run out. If you're offensively driven and you can't make stops, it's just a matter of time before, you know, I mean, the wheels come out, you know what I'm saying? Fall off because eventually you're going to go up against a team in the playoffs that just has just as much firepower offensively as you and, or they're really good on defense and they can neutralize you. So what are you going to do then? And if you can't stop them offensively, but they can stop you, then what are you going to do? So, that 2011 team to me was a little bit of hit and miss. Um, I think some things would have went their way because if they would have won that game, I want to say the Giants would have had to go to the NFC championship game. It would have been the Superdome because I want to say that the Green Bay Packers were 15 and one and they had the one seed and, and the Giants beat the Packers. And if we would have beat the 49ers, then the NFC championship game would have been in New Orleans. So I was upset about that, but hey, you never know. This year is Winston comeback year. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I, I Look, the way that he's playing, uh, well, the way he's looking, he ain't playing right now. The way he's looking, he's looking like he's going to be pretty doggone good because a couple of passes I'm seeing him throw, they really, you know what I'm saying, there's some real tight spirals, and he always had, like, incredible arm strength. But um, just just some of those uh, out routes that Quan is running, those deep out routes and deep posts, I mean, he, he's, he's – Man, he dropping dimes. Like, all Trey Clon basically have to do is put his hands up like this and the ball is, like, right there. So, I mean, but at the same time, we have to understand these are highlights, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always skeptical about, you know, judging somebody based on highlights because they're called highlights, okay? Um, I've watched Jameis Winston throughout his whole, you know, t- like, whole time in college and in the pros. So, I mean, I know he has, like, great arm strength, arm talent. And, you know, but, you know, you, you never know when it comes to the highlights, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you Like, they're not going to put the ball sailing over a wide receiver head, or they're not going to, uh, you know, show a, a quarterback throwing a ball and the ball skipping to the wide receiver or something like that, or a wide receiver running the wrong route or or running back, like, tripping over – like, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the dummies or something like that. You know, you, you don't see that type of stuff. You just see highlights. You see guys working hard, grinding, and getting you all excited. Probably put some music behind it. And that's cool. But, um, you know, look, I want to see what happened in real time when you're going up against an opponent. That's when I get excited. R- rather that's Jameis, rather than Traquan, rather than or uh, Deontay Harris, Michael Thomas, wh- whoever. You know, like I want to see... I want to see how is this going to uh, translate to the field? Jeremiah said, what up, TJ? How you doing? Uh, what do you think about Jameis Winston's? Uh, throws that ball to Trey Smith. Smith. Uh, he just like a former quarterback of our team. Uh, Aaron Brooks threw deep balls for 73 yards in 2002. If he's going to do the deep ball for passing yards, catch on the field in 2021, correct me if I'm wrong. No, nah, man, I don't, I don't see Aaron Brooks when I, when I look at Jameis Winston, I mean, Aaron Brooks, Aaron Brooks had like, man, he, he just was a hard thrower, man. He just reminded, he had like a, a, like a John Elway type dart. You know what I'm saying? Like John Elway can just fit it. You know what I'm saying? Like had them tight spirals, but Aaron Brooks accuracy, like came and went. And when it, like, when he was on, he was on. And when he was off, oh my goodness, was he off? Um, Jameis, Jameis just makes bad decisions. Like, it is like he has the arm strength he has the ability to make every throw it's just the decision making that 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 throws off james uh aaron I, I don't sometimes i ain't know if he knew what the hell he was doing tonight i'm I'm just being real like sometimes like he'll go out there and I, he'll look like a den headlights or i don't know if he just i don't know Nice. I don't know if he just had a bad night or he maybe read some bad press clippings and it got to him. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but I, I don't see any similarities in those two, besides the fact that they were the same number and they black. Jarvis said, TJ, my dog, what's going on, Jarvis? Um, uh, Kent says uh with with our old line and playmakers, Winston will do just fine. Well, I think a lot of people are counting on the offensive line, you know, to really do their job. I mean, we already sealed the deal when it comes to Ram check. Still got arms there, still got some unanswered questions with that, but you still got two young guys uh on the offensive line. And, and then you got Andrews Pete, man. So, I mean, you got Cesar Ruiz and Eric McCoy. I mean, you, you got some some young players out there. So, I mean, these are some guys that can be protecting Jameis Winston for a very long time. You know, very, very long time. Um, lost my place. I'm gonna stroll back up a little bit. I apologize, folks uh let's go with mario mario says man uh, i have that same t-shirt only difference is tj built like a high school running back i'm built like a jb softball coach oh man i still got some uh some room for improvement when it comes to the gym man you know like i'm definitely trying to get in shape too man next month uh me and my wife are finally uh gonna take our honeymoon because you know when we got married got married august 9th of last year you know, COVID was uh, at all time high. So we did get married on the beach, but we did not have a honeymoon, man. So uh, we're going to be honeymooning in uh, in Costa Rica, man. I'm excited about that. You want the same wine and, you know, I I still got to, you know, tighten up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Get that beach body ready, you know what I'm saying? To hit that, get that uh Puerto Rican, you know, water, you know what I'm saying? Get the same wine beach. So <laughs> I got to get, I got to get back into it, man. I got to, I can't be out there with the You know, like, you know, I got to make sure I'm I'm tight. You know what I'm saying? I got to be kind of be swole. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I hope we don't get away from letting Alvin uh, make plays underneath, depending too much on Jameis arm. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I I, I really don't think that this is going to happen. I think that you're going to see, believe it or not, I think you're going to see a much better version of Alvin uh, because, now the these these defenses they're not going to play close to the line of scrimmage because now you got to respect Jameis Winston's arm. So now you got to spread it out. Now this is like opening up lanes for Alvin Kamara to run run through. And Alvin Kamara, think about this: Alvin Kamara can fit through tight spaces and stuff like that, maneuver through tight spaces, break tackles or whatever. So what you think he gonna do when he had wide open lanes? He's gonna make more plays. So I think that this is, I think, to me, if he stays healthy, I think this can be Alvin Kamara's uh best year statistically. Cause now you have a guy who can get this boy to get this boy to ball. And you know what I'm saying, in space. Like a lot of the plays Alvin was making, he he wasn't really in space. You know what I'm saying? Like guys were like coming down on him real quick. He'll break free. You know what I'm saying? Like break another tackle. So that's what that's why we like him so much that's why he's so exciting uh what do you think about the nfc division uh get to the top of the leader in 2021 not a sucker near, not a falcon and absolutely not a black kitty please uh give me a hell to the no 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 hell to the no um look i, I can't give you a hell to the no when it comes to like the division um i mean look just just because it's you jeremiah get a hell to the no but I don't think I agree with you. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Yeah, but um, look, this division is wide open, number one. And number two, do we really care about the division anymore? Like seriously. Like who like me personally, I don't care about the division. Cause the division, to me, doesn't prove anything. Has not proved anything in the last four years. Now, it, it gives you an opportunity to go to the playoffs. It gives you a guaranteed playoff spot between spots one and four, and that's cool. But it, the Saints have proven and shown that no matter what position they have been in, they still lose. I, I mean, I'm, I, am I wrong? Like any position, when they like in a one, one they to one seed at one year, right? Loss. Two seed, loss. Three seed, loss so what's the difference what's the difference man what's the difference at this particular time that the new orleans saints have been in all three major seedings and have lost so to me i don't care about the division i i really don't like i i, I don't care about winning the division i look i expect for them to aspire to win the division because that's one of sean payton's rules right you win the division and get your automatic playoff spike and Try to win as many games you want to. And when it comes to seeding and hopefully you get a first round bye or home field advantage game. But look, at the end of the day, the Saints have had all these things and still lost. So at this point, I don't care. I don't care about I, I do not care about the division. I'm sorry. I can't like I, I can't even brag or boast if the Saints win a division. Like if the Saints end up winning the division for the fifth straight year. I mean, I'm not going to go on Twitter and, and, and badmouth Falcons and, and Panthers and, and Buccaneers fans because at the end of the day, what is that really doing? What have they really accomplished? Like, if you don't win it all in the playoffs, I don't care about the division. I wish I wish I did, but I don't. So, I mean, because the Saints, you know, I love them, but at the end of the day, like, they have not given me any optimism when it comes to seeding at all because they have shown me no matter what the position – No matter what the seating, they still lose. No matter what the circumstance, right there at home, right there away, they're they're susceptible to losing. So uh, I I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) Chris says, uh, what up, who that nation? What up, TJ? I'm late, but I'm here. Thank you, uh, Chris. Thank you for being here, my brother. Appreciate that. Uh, Mario uh, Bronner, uh, how you doing? That's from Nikkela. Kai says, do you feel that Marcus Williams will be the next man up to get the bag? Yes, I do. I think you're going to have a little bit of some negotiating to do when it comes to Lattimore. Damien says, I agree, TJ. I'm happy to have Taysom and Jameis on this roster. And uh, I've been uh, telling people don't sleep on Taysom because I know that guy has a lot of motivation and he's very talented. He's very talented. Yeah, I agree. You know, like I ain't sleeping on nobody and, and I'm not rooting against neither one of these guys. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, people are just like, man, I'm not, like, okay, look, I'm going to be 100 with you. If this was probably, like, a couple years ago, then I would be, like, really adamant about being right. Like, I I would love just to be right because I feel like that validated me somehow. But 2021, TJ, nah, look, no, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm comfortable whatever decision they make because they know this team better than me. Like, we're just fans at the end of the day. We're passionate fans. And, yes, there are times where we may say some things and the Saints may go in the same identical direction that we we say they should go in. And, you know, it does make us feel good because it makes us, you know, feel like we know what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, I'm not wishing ill feelings or anything like that on a guy because I want to be right. Like, I, I just, like, I feel like when you're doing stuff like that, like myself, I have to check myself. You got to check yourself, too, because you should never have to validate yourself based on something like this. All right. I mean, just like when I do this show, I mean, I just give my opinion and I'm appreciative of everybody, you know, that come through and, you know, say they value my opinion. I appreciate y'all. Y'all make this show what it is. But if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can I can sleep better. But it took some time for me to acknowledge the fact that I had an issue with that. And when I did, I felt a lot better and got better from it. But anybody, rather your team, taste them or I hate when the people be doing this, be doing this stuff for TV shows. I'm team such and such. But if you fall into whatever category, whatever quarterback you want to see as the number one starter, even if that quarterback doesn't be the number one starter, just root for the other guy's success. Because if this guy fails, keep in mind, how bad are you going to feel? if the Saints aren't successful. I mean, there's really... I mean, how do you you win a situation like that? I mean, that's the way I feel about it. I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. I apologize for people that I'm passing up, but I want to kind of keep a good flow going. Uh, Let's see. Deal says, I haven't caught uh, with one of my... uh, Let me see. I haven't caught one of your streams in a while. Yeah, you know, Deal. It is, man. Look, I'm trying to uh come up with a, a designated time i can do this podcast that can be suitable for everybody and you know i can i ask for y'all help you know i know some people you know they worked on the day some people like man i ain't catch the show then some people at night man i i ain't catch the show so i'm gonna leave it up to you all man you can email me uh at state of saints uh on twitter uh at state of saints on instagram or the state of the saints podcast facebook page and let me know you what you feel like is a good time uh, for the State of the Saints podcast to, li- to go live. All right. And because I mean when I, when the season starts, I would like to keep it on brand, especially uh since we're moving over to the uh you know to amazing media labs, uh being a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, uh starting in August. So I wanna be able to keep a, a time frame and stuff like that. So if y'all have a, a idea of what time y'all feel like the State of Saints podcast, you would like to see it, go ahead and email it to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to take your feelings and thoughts into consideration before I make that final decision. Tuggraph says, due to Matt, uh, I bet no coach has faced Winston more than Coach Payton. If anybody knows his capabilities is Payton, who that? Uh, yeah, that's a good point right there. Um, you can tell he values him. I mean, if that wasn't the case, then they would have let him go in free agency. I just think that Sean Payton likes to be a fixer. You know, I think he's a a guy that loves projects. I think he's a guy that, to me, I think Sean Payton wants to prove a lot of people wrong about they feel like the Saints are going to fall off a cliff because Drew isn't there. And a lot of people give a lot of credit to Drew, but they don't really give a lot of credit to Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, you know, I mean, look, just like anybody else in life, right? You know, we like different things. We like a little change up every now and then. Like, we like to flip things around a little bit. Like, we don't want to be stagnant, right? We like to take on new challenges. We like to uh challenge ourselves better. And we don't want to just stay in that same spot. Well, some of us do. But for the most part, some of us don't. And we like to change things up. So having a different, I don't call them project, but a different player that you can kind of help to, you know, the change up and you know what i'm saying kind of alter his you know his career path I, I think he's taking that as a challenge and i think it probably put a little bit more pep in his step and more confidence in himself you know i mean sean payton is like completely different from when he first came to new orleans you know he, he's a he's more of a upbeat guy this is a man that understood that he had to change with the times he had to change uh in order for him to be able to understand and relate to the young player if he didn't then you'll have probably have problems like, uh you know, Tom Coughlin had, you know, when he was with the, with the giants. Right. And when he went back with the Jaguars, that's why you start having issues with guys like Jalen Ramsey and guys like Leonard Fournette, because, you know, Tom Coughlin is a, you know, five minutes. If you're five minutes uh early, then you're late. You know what I'm saying? If you're on time, you're late, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like, you no, know, you gotta be five minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. He's like one of those guys. Right. So you got to be able to adjust yourself in order for you to relate to these players. And that's the reason why these, these guys love playing for the saints, you know? And I think it has a lot to do with Sean Payton. And that's the reason why I feel like Sean Payton is going to be able to relate to that of a James Winston, Uh 2019 TJ. I ain't as mature as current TJ. <laughs> uh, look now nah, uh, I would say that the lights start coming on around the time I had Paxton, you know, that when I really started to get serious about a lot of things, you know, I mean, it's just different. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you it, it, it's different when you realize that it's bigger than you. Right. I mean, when you're when you're going through life and you just living for yourself, sometimes you don't make the best decision. You know what I'm saying? Like you wake up the next morning, you know, you, you probably charge into the game or whatever. But when another human being like life um, you know, is is on the line based on the decisions that you make, you know, like you have to change, you know, being a husband and being a father, you know, if if, if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Like some people out there, you know what I'm saying? God bless you. I don't know how you do it, but if you want to be a good parent, a good mother, a good father, you know what I'm saying? You want to, you, know, you got to change some things about yourself. You know, you, you might have some very selfish tendencies that you have to change. And for me, I did, you know, and I, I had a level of arrogance about myself. But, you know, I mean, that didn't get me anywhere. It wasn't until like I started humbling myself and really start finding out the true meaning of passion. It's when things start to work out for me. So I hope this uh, little message is a life lesson to somebody. You know, I see people all the time. You know, they do these different podcast shows. I see these people in the media. They feel like they got to be arrogant. They feel like they got to be full of themselves. They feel like, you know, you got to walk, talk, and act like they're important. No, man. I mean, you can still be as impactful, you know, being just as genuine. You know, I look at people like Steve Weiss, man. Like, people like that. Like, Steve Weiss is, like, one of the most, like, humble individuals I ever, like, came in contact with. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, like, everybody knows who Steve Weiss is. From the NFL Network, everybody knows who he is. But, I mean, just the the fact that, I can, you know, in- inbox him, you know what I'm saying? And he'll just respond back and, you know, give you advice and stuff like that. Like, those are the type of people I aspire to be, you know, in the world of media, not like some of these other cats that feel like they got to walk like they're so important, talk like they're so important, you know, see your phone call, but still want, you know, don't want to answer it on the first two rings, like just so they can feel like like you, like you talking to somebody like on some keen tutting them stuff. Uh, nah, that's not the way to go, man. Being humble is the way that you're going to get anything in this world. Now, you have to be aggressive, but you can be aggressively humble, you know, and and appreciate, you know, the the opportunities that people give you in a time. I don't care if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes, you know, appreciate the time that people give you. You'll go a long way with that. So hopefully that advice can help somebody out. Uh, I'm for the best 11 on offense and defense. I trust Sean. Yeah, me too, Kimo. Chris says to grow TJ is an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, we all make mistakes in life. And that's one of the reasons why, since we talking about Jameis Winston, I just want people to not be so hard on the dude, man. Like we all make mistakes. Like we all done some crazy stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? We've all done some really idiotic stuff that could have got us in a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm just being, I'm just being 100% honest, man. How many of us would really like want somebody to, Put our life under a microscope like we do some of these other guys. How much stuff that you have done in your life that you have to apologize for? I mean, just be real. You know, like it's easy for us to sit back and analyze a guy and we hold these people to a certain standard. However, if we look at our own life, like, shouldn't people hold us to a certain standard? And don't say, oh no, I don't play football. Well, you you're impacting in some some you impact somebody's life. And if you don't believe me, pass away tonight. You know, I'm. I'm just being serious. Some people really don't know the impact that they have on people's lives. If you don't believe me, like I said, pass away tonight. Just because these guys throw a football, run a football, kick a football, dunk a basketball, hit a baseball. Uh, they're people just like you and me. They make mistakes just like you and me. The only difference is they're on a wider scale. Your mistakes, you know, you probably put a little dust on and nobody notice it. But these guys would be amplified. So. Some stuff you have to say I'm sorry to some people right now are probably dealing with some stuff right now that they have to, you know, tell somebody I'm sorry. Rather, it was an argument that you had with your significant other, uh, you know, saying a, a, an event you didn't show up to, uh, you know, what I'm saying somebody you probably disappointed. So remember those moments when we started going out here trying to judge people, man. Now, I just don't feel like that's fair. I mean, I, some people may agree with what I'm saying. I probably lost a couple of people. Maybe it's getting a little bit too deep, but hey, man, that's what we talk about. We talk about real stuff on the State of Saints podcast, as well as talking about football. Kenneth says uh they're going to uh to share snaps regardless. I think it's going to be the same formula. Jameis Winston just plays the Drew Brees role. Uh Taysom coming in, uh getting some snaps. The difference is Taysom Hill might be allowed to pass more, but it would be the same formula. Yeah, Kenneth. Uh look, I I don't know. Um Sean Payton just don't seem like he that type of guy. Now, I, I do agree with what you're saying when it comes to Taysom, you know, you know, doing that Swiss Army thing that he's been doing. I mean, look, it's a, it's effective and teams have to, they have to scheme for it. So y- you, you want to keep that in the playbook, but I, I can't see Sean Payton just constantly like, okay, I got 25 played for Taysom. I got 32 played. Like, no, man, like, I just feel like, whoever it is is going to be the main quarterback and maybe they have some trick plays and stuff like that that they come in but whoever it is you're going to be careful that you don't distract their rhythm man like when the guy's out there rolling you know what i'm saying he, he threw four five six completions all of a sudden okay we're gonna roll out him so he can throw the ball down the field no excuse me no man I, I don't see that so whoever it is i just feel like whoever the starting quarterback is is going to get the majority of snaps and you know you know Taysom, if he's a backup, he'll get his touches like he normally does. I don't think there's going. I don't think there's going to be an uptick in Taysom Hill's uh, playbook and him hitting the field. I feel like it's going to be the same way it was with Drew and Taysom just going to come in and and play his role because you got to be careful with that. I mean, because if he constantly comes out there, and I mean how how effective is that that scheme? Okay, and you also got to think about it. If he's running 15, 20 different plays as the season goes on, it's not going to become as effective. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Because teams are going to have like so many different looks from that. So it's going to lose its luster. It's going to lose its impact because the team's going to know how to scheme for it. I'm just saying. So I, I can't. I don't see too much of an uptick. I see about the same amount of touches he would in the backfield, rather than RPO or throwing the ball downfield. Because you got to keep in mind, Kenneth. The reason why he was in for some of them deep passes was because of Drew Brees' lack of arm strength at that particular time and him dealing with some shoulder injuries uh, in the 2020 season. So that's the reason why you've seen him throw the ball deep down the field as much. You know, Now you have a guy that can throw the ball deep down the field. So in all honesty, why would you take Jameis off the field who has a better arm, better arm strength than Taysom and a better chance to get the ball deep to the, the receiver to bring Taysom in. Like, I, nah, I, I can see Taysom throwing the ball, maybe in some plays, but I don't think it's going to be in the same light as it was with with Drew because you won't need to. I agree with you, TJ. We still rooting with the Houdat Nation forever till we make to the top in 2021. I don't care what any sport media, or any team says about our team like that for real, for real. Yeah, me too, man. I don't really care. And I followed this team quite a bit, been following this team my whole life. Um, there's not much I don't know about the Saints I ain't saying I know everything about them but I mean I've been following for a long time I mean New Orleans is my hometown Uh, I've I've seen some of the greats talk about them I've seen some of the the heartbreaking times I've seen some of the best times so of course we're gonna know more about the squad uh, than the national media you know I just wish that they would just actually give these guys some credit for being a good football team but I don't know I guess you know it just continued to push like narratives of those teams that, you know, of yesteryear, you know, they used to be relevant, you know, showing uh, Vince Lombardi blowing, blowing frost on the sidelines like that happened last year. Like, I get it. Right. We love nostalgia. That's the reason why we make all these reboots of these movies and these cartoons we used to see as kids. You know, I think I seen Clifford, the big red dog about to have a movie. No, I get it. Right. We love nostalgia. But at the same time, man, there's nothing wrong with giving a team of today some credit. Right. You know, I, I I fail to understand, like, why people say that. You know, I don't feel like you should talk about a team that's good just so you can talk about another team that you feel like more people want to hear about. Like, I don't feel like you should talk about the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like make a topic about the Jaguars just because they played the Cowboys. Like, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Jaguars are doing something significant, talk about it. If, if, the, if the Browns are doing something significant, talk about it. The Bengals, talk about it. You know, like, it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't have to, like, have three, four, five segments of the same t- topics of Dallas Cowboys and LeBron James. Like, you know, I understand the Cowboys have a story, history, and I understand LeBron James is best basketball player of his generation. But, man, I-, I would like to hear about other guys, too. And I've talked about this before. That's the reason why we have this issue in the NBA Finals right now. And people talking about, oh, the numbers are down. The numbers are down because they're not doing their job. The media is supposed to inform people about why these guys are important. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have to learn about how good Devin Book is by watching the playoffs. You should be applauding and raising this young kid up already. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I shouldn't have to, like, hope and pray that LeBron James make it to the final so y'all can know everything about him. Like, no, man. Like, give people the information on some of these guys. And I was, I'm was, i glad, you know what I'm saying, you got two uncharacteristic teams in the finals because now it's making the media work i feel like the media lazy some of them i feel like some of the media is lazy like they 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 talk about the same topics and they don't shy away from you know and but at the same time they're they're creating that narrative they're creating that narrative for us right you know what i'm saying they keep on pushing these same narratives like they're forcing us to believe that what they're saying is important but something over here probably just as important. So if the ratings are down, uh, people don't know that much about the, the players that's playing. I don't feel like that's on a on a everyday casual guy because that's not how we work. I mean, am I right? Am I wrong? I mean, I'm just I'm just being real. Uh, Stroll down a little bit. Let's go to Sam. Sam says got to get your best 11 on the field. Taysom is a four four guy and can do a lot. In that offense, I agree. I agree. But you you don't want to wear him out to a point where people just know what he's gonna do. Uh, if the Saints win the NFC South with James Sean Payton win uh win coach of the year, yeah, I believe that. Uh we living in the sky, who that we've been at the bottom now, at the top. This applies to life as well. But don't look down, heads up, look forward, reach high. I agree, time's on my side. That's some good advice that you're giving to people, dropping gems and also dropping knowledge about the team. Cody says, nobody cares about Winston's past. The dude is a goofy uh, decision maker on the field year after year. Well, Cody, I mean, look, everybody, everybody can, you can say all these different things about him all you want to, but the fact of the matter is this, um, for you to say that the guy, you know, can't change or he can't, you know, become a better quarterback. Now I feel like, you know, I don't know, man. You know, I just feel like it's just not right. I just think that this is a completely different team that he's on. And how many times have we seen guys go to teams, get with the right coordinator, get with the right coach, and become better? I'm, I'm just being serious, man. Like, how many times have we saw this? We've seen this, we've seen this with Tannehill. Like, you've seen it with Kaepernick when he was with uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, like, you, you've seen guys who got with the right coach and got better. I mean, look at Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? He first got there, he struggled. Look at him now. You know what I'm saying? Got a new coordinator. Now he's straight. Look at Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't like him. But when Kyle Shanahan was here, he was the league MVP. So sometimes guys get with in better situations, and they become better. And I don't see, like, why this guy got to be any different. Besides the fact, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Look, the dude won a Heisman Trophy. Do a national champion, do was the first pick overall. I don't think you just stop learning how to play. I, I do feel like the situations that he was in was unbearable. You know what I'm saying? It was a tough decision to be in. When you have somebody that don't believe in you, don't buy into you, don't play into your strengths, don't try to see what you're good at, and then, you know what I'm saying, build off the things that you're good at, I think you're going to fail. And then on top of that, like you're the first pick overall, too. So, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of pressure to be under. Not trying to make excuses for him, but I'm just saying there are people that, that improve at a position every single year. You know, it, it depends on the circumstances that they're in. So, I'm not just going to, you know, just completely dismiss the dude and say, oh, man, I mean, he ain't never going to be nothing. Like, nah, I can't do that. Josh says, TJ, you got uh like Solomon-level wisdom sometime. Well, Josh, I appreciate that, but I'm I'm nowhere uh <laughs> near Solomon at all you know I mean he was smart enough to ask God for with <laughs> you know uh gigatus but you told me you love me with the heart <laughs> I don't know what's going on now I'm just gonna pass that up I already read that one Tyree says uh if the Saints went in a see already read that one let me stroll down a little bit uh let's go with no I already read that one Okay, this is why I love you, TJ. This is truly more than just a Saints podcast. It's really a family atmosphere. There's a lot to be learned here at the State of Saints podcast and that can apply to everyday life. Yeah, look, I, I try to do that, Chris. You know, um, try to make this show, you know, intimate, man. Like, you know, we can talk about Saints football, but like sometimes, you know, there are, man, we, we live in a, a real world. We have real problems. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we – go to podcasts like this and other things to get our minds off it but at the same time if we've developed a, a friendship a relationship we should be able to chop it up on other things too if the opportunity presents itself but i want to remind everybody that the state of the saints podcast is brought to you by manscape.com uh, go to manscape.com for all your male grooming needs uh, you use the promo code state of saints that's all one word state of saints you would say 20 percent off of your purchase once again manscaped.com and thanks once again for manscaped.com for being an official sponsor of the state of the saints podcast i'm gonna go ahead and stroll down a little bit uh dietrich said the swiss army knife was for what drew couldn't do that's that's a good point you know but i'm not saying that you shouldn't use them no more at all but there are going to be some things i feel like it, it would be it would be a waste of time for them to do uh, our best quarterback, I believe, we just drafted, but he won't be ready for a year or two. All we need is, uh, let me see, forever who starts, or whoever starts, uh, is to keep up the positive pace, Breeze started. Uh, look, I, I can't say that, man. Like, Look, I think Ian Book, I, I, I really don't see what everybody else is seeing for the exception of the fact that Ian Book is new. I'm just being real, man. It's always like it's always that way. Like I just think that people see Jameis and they see, oh, he be throwing interceptions, and then they look at Taysom, oh, he fumbling a football. He ain't really no quarterback. So who's the next guy? You know, and like I, I feel like that's very, man. I, I don't know, man. I'm not seeing what I, I, I'm not seeing what other people see in Ian book. Yeah, is he a competitor? Yes. Is he tough? Yes. You know what I'm saying? But look. I seen this guy, this guy really needs some work for me to be sitting up here, like lobbying for this guy to be the starting quarterback of the Saints. Like he really got to be putting in some work. To me, this is like somebody saying, Gardner and Miss you is the future of the Saints. Or somebody saying something like, I don't know, Chad Henney is the future of the Saints or something. Like this guy, to me, is a career backup. I, 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 when I see him, I see Chase Daniel. You know what I'm saying? I see uh, a, a McCown brother. You know what I'm saying? I don't see this dude that everybody – they ain't gonna be tearing up the league and being the future of the franchise. Like, I don't see that. Like, I see this dude holding the clipboard, backing up, maybe come in during garbage time, you know, throw a football around. Uh, you know, I don't I don't see him beating out neither one of these guys, you know. And I get it. Oh, you know the thing, he a winner. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, we can say the same thing about Jameis Winston, right? He he a winner in college, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was a first pick overall. So I'm not saying what other people are saying, besides the fact that he's just a new kid on the block, and we don't know that much about him on a on a, a professional level. So it's always that way, you know. The guy that the, the guy that's the mystery is the, always the guy that everybody clamors for, you know. A lot of people thought Garrett Grayson was the future. Was he? Eh, Nah, no, he was not. So some people even thought, man, we're gonna keep JT Barrett. On-. No, no, you know, it's always it's always the guy who. Nobody ever sees play, always on the the sideline, might have a jersey and a headset on, and when something go bad, man, they need to put him in, let him play. Nah, I ain't buying it, folks. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the last in that number. Hey, I'm new to the Saints podcast channel. Who's going to replace Drew uh, now that he retired from football? Uh, Well, you know, a lot of people think it's going to be Jameis. I feel like it's going to be Jameis. Some other people think it's going to be Taysom Hill. We'll see, you know, um, we'll find out in the quarterback competition. We still going to be that team to watch no matter what anybody says. Well, we definitely are because, I mean, the Saints got, you know, a a lot of primetime games. So a lot of people are going to get opportunity to see Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or the new New Orleans Saints post Drew Brees up close and personal. Buck says, what up, TJ? I'm rooting for Jameis, not against us, uh, though, but y'all got y'all future with him. And Peyton, facts go Bucks. I mean, look, that's the thing, man. Bucks fans, you would think like Bucks fans, like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like, good riddance. Like, I get to see like a Bucks fan come on the State of Saints podcast and badmouth Jameis Winston. Like, I'm serious. Like, I even though this dude plays for the rival team now, you still have people justifying like some of the mistakes that, that people have placed on his lap. So I don't see what the difference is. You know what I'm saying? Like people act like this man can't play at all or something. Like this man can't ball at all. Like it, it, it's amazing to me. Like how in the world anybody just thinks like this dude can't play football or something. You, you would think that this dude like just fell off a turnip truck and started throwing footballs around. Like this dude was the first pick overall a Hodman Trophy winner, national champion, and no disrespect to the Buck fan that was here. But at the time, man, the Bucks wasn't very good and you expect this guy just to come in and just become an overnight success and, you know what I'm saying, to just win a bunch of games when you had a front office and, and coaches, you know what I'm saying, that, and, and everything was in turmoil when he got there. If a team is the first big o- has the first pick overall, unless there's like some weird circumstance where they make the trade and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, like they trade with a team that end up trying to get a player and it don't work out for them and – they lose a bunch of games and become your pick, which is very rare. I mean, if you have the first pick overall, you're not very good. So, there's that. TJ, do you think if Jameis played against the Bucks in the division round, we would have won? It's a good question. Um, um, yeah, I think they would have. I think they would have won. Honestly, I think if Taysom would have played in the game along with Drew, I think the Saints would have won. I think Taysom not being in the game probably was more. It probably was more hurtful, and had a big of an impact than even Deontay Harris leaving the game. Like because uh, Taysom, I feel like he just he just adds an interesting dynamic. So yeah, but if just to answer your question about Jameis, probably so. I think so. I, I think so. I-, I think that the way that the Bucks played the Saints they couldn't have played him where the guy that had the arm strength and ability like, uh, like James had. So no, you know, yeah. it, it, even if, you know, it probably would have been more of a high scoring game, but Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? Like sets the tone and, you know, it's it's more of a, a moderate pace, you know what I'm saying? I think that you'll see more of explosive plays. You'll probably see guys, you know, get behind, get behind some of those uh, defensive backs more. So, yeah, I think it would open up the offense a little bit more. Ian Book isn't going to be more than a career backup, a gadget guy. I don't even think he's going to be a gadget guy. I just think he's going to be a career backup. Can't compare to Drew Brees. He in a league of his own. Absolutely not. I'm not comparing nobody to Drew Brees. There's only one, Drew Brees. And that's what Saints fans are going to set themselves up for disappointment, comparing everybody that comes through that door to Drew Brees. And and you're wasting your time. Like Drew did this. Drew would have did that. We need another. Like no, no. I even see people, you know, talking about Ian Book being the starting quarterback because Ian Book has like a little Bert Mark under his eye, like Drew. Like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Like, I, I guarantee, man. I, look, y'all, some of y'all Louisiana folks, I understand. You know, some of y'all like, you know, that that, that you know, you know, y'all feel like this whole reincarnation thing, y'all buying to the hoodoo, the voodoo that they do, but at the same time, like. Dude is not Drew Brees, okay? I don't see it. Oh, he t- he's six feet, just like Drew. He got a bird mark. Like, I, mean, I don't care what he got, okay? I want to win. Like, I don't, I don't, you know. I look, <laughs> I, I ain't on that old, you know. What I'm saying on some old intervention type stuff. You know, what I'm saying some divine stuff. Like, do I, do I feel like God is in our midst? Absolutely. But I don't think God has nothing to do with football, okay? I think we'd be like, please, God, man, God, like, man, I ain't got no time for this, man. Somebody over here really hurt, me. but <laughs> so I don't, I don't buy into this whole oh man, like comparing him his size and the birth mark. Like, come on, man. CD uh, next star of the Saints. I agree, he's one of them. Yeah, Clay. Maybe I uh, don't understand how Aaron Rodgers couldn't do a Tom Brady through three interceptions in the NFC title game. Yeah, but uh, you know, those three interceptions were like deep. You know what I am saying? And, and you know what i'm saying like there was kind of like almost like punts so aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers still had to drive down the field you know they still had to do that james is still young and i best bet for the future yeah he's still young man you know i mean best bet for the future remains to be seen but i think his future is bright uh if he you know if he uh listens to uh, sean payton and really takes it upon himself to you know really go the extra mile which from the looks of it, it look like he's doing I think we can beat the Packers in week one. Yeah, I think so, too. Should have beat them last year. Uh, I'm sure the Saints will get another cornerback in the near future. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they will. They probably wait until uh, training camp. That's normally when you start seeing guys, like, start to get signed because guys go down in training camp. And, you know, when when you have these veteran free agents, you know, they try to wait because they, they feel like they're at the team's will if they go out here and try to sign because teams like, Oh, we have all our guys right now. Like, what do we need you for? But if a guy goes down, it's like, okay. Now, you know what I'm saying? You want my services? Well, this is how much you got to pay me. So you're probably going to start seeing guys around training camp is when you're probably going to see, you know, somebody that's familiar, get signed. Taysom needs to get a grip for sure. His fumbling was out of control last year, showing a help uh tiki with that hopefully he'll help uh will see this the thing sam you know he's a quarterback quarterbacks aren't you know that's not their game you know (laughs) like they 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 don't really they they focus on ball security but in a different way they ain't talking about holding it high tight you know i'm saying like i feel like it's different from a quarterback to a running back because he's a passer at the beginning at the end of the day not a runner like like mark ingram or A.K. or even Tiki Barber's case, I feel like if they fumble, oh man, they ain't, they ain't gonna last long in the league. We keep dropping that ball. Uh, yeah, wasn't a knock on Jameis. I just think that the new quarterback knows winning, and if his talent grows in two years, he will be good. I actually like james and Taysom. Well, look, I can a guy win? Yeah. Um, we seen them do it at Notre Dame. We seen them go to the college football playoff twice. Now they were unsuccessful. But, I mean, for me to say, okay, he a winner, I can say the same thing about Jameis. Jameis is a winner if you want to look at it. You know, like, man, look at all his, his accolades and achievements he did in college. You know, and we can say, oh, man, well, look what he did in the NFL. Dude, not really that bad. Like, you look at his stats. Everybody just pays attention to the last time he was a starter with the 30 and 30. But the reg- the rest of his stats were, like, pretty formidable. Like, wasn't too bad. Like, I've seen worse stats. Besides that, you know what I'm saying, that eyesore that everybody just alludes to and just think, make it seem like this dude just played one year of football. I mean, but I don't know, man. I I don't know. I I just, I don't know. I'm just reserved my judgment. I'll just leave it at that. Let's see, even the so-called experts are rolling their eyes at Jameis and they should know better. I wonder if you can put money on comeback player of the year. Probably can, man. Probably can. Pretty sure Vegas got a topic of, you know, they probably got an over-under for that. Uh what if the Buccaneers call Jameis a traitor? Uh he plays against his own team at Tampa Bay. Like I remember that Spurs uh fans call uh Leonard a traitor while he's on the foul line. Uh well I don't know, man. I don't think anybody has nothing against Jameis. You know, I mean it's 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 business. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers did what was best for their team and they Pay dividends. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champions. I don't think that any I don't think any fan of the Buccaneers like should be bitter about Jameis. I mean, because at the end of the day, they won. Right. So what's the point of booing a guy for? It's not like he left and became a star and you know, all that kind of stuff already. And you know, like even if even if he does, like they have the star of all stars. They got arguably the greatest quarterback of all times. What in the world do they need to be jealous about? or bitter or boo a guy about i don't know so yeah, that's just the way i look at it strolling down folks thank you so much for being here if you like the show go ahead and hit that like button if you have not already Uh let the uh bucks fans boo at james just uh let them he's a pro nfl uh, quarterback he'll be just fine i don't think they'll boom uh heck bucks in three because the Bucks are going to stump the Suns so bad, uh, they're just going to give up in the game for Um, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. The Suns are a really good basketball team. Then you have uh, Giannis. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to play, but he ain't going to be 100%. You know? I'm pretty sure he's going to try to give it a go in the NBA Finals. And Chris Middleton, in my opinion, man, too up and down for me, too up and down. Yeah, I'm happy for Drew Holiday, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? happy for him doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to see him play, you know, all these years that he didn't put in that work. Uh, uh, but um, <clears throat> I think the Suns probably going to win in that series. Chris Paul playing like a madman. Devin Book out here beasting. They got uh, Aiden out there. Man, I mean, like Jay Crowd out there um, shooting them threes. He been He been certified, like, Man, the Suns are a good basketball team. And if you watch these guys in the bubble last year, like, they, were, they weren't they were as good, right? They were, like, just in there. But you seen, like, you seen the seeds being planted for what is right now. Like, when the way they was playing in that bubble. You, you seen this. Like, if you watch these guys in that bubble last year, you're not surprised about what you're seeing. Uh, as a Buck fan, I'm hoping Jameis Winston has a great season. Yeah, I mean like I said, oh, like a lot of Buck fans, I have yet to see a Buck fan like just ish all on Jameis. I, I have yet to see that. Uh I was uh having a good day all because of um well, all because of what <laughs> Nikila. Let's see. Uh, Tyrone says uh TJ. Giga exactly that part right there. I don't know exactly what was said. Let's see, giga is that true? I was just wondering about that when the nfl 2021 season started and i forgot to put buccaneers fans my bad uh let me see what giga just said uh, some people crave attention no matter bad or good that's sad i don't know exactly in what context that is seeing you seen know, seeing somebody may have had something to say i've just ignored it we ain't got no time for the negative energy man up in here you know some things i read but some things I just won't. Dwight says, hey, TJ, preseason games are going to tell a lot. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Um, I've seen teams go undefeated and preseason be defeated. Then you remember them Lions? When they went 0-16, they were 4-0 in the preseason. That's why their fan base was so excited. You know, I mean, so it don't always tell the story, man. You know, I'm not saying the same. So going to be bad. But preseason is preseason. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't care about preseason that much. You know, I don't think it's going to tell you what type of player a guy is going to be in a regular season. You know, I, I think that preseason is preseason. Guys just try to get out of there virtually unscathed. And now they have three preseason games. So, man, that's all guys really be caring about. These guys be going like half speed, except for the guys that, you know, that, that's on the bubble. Uh, they are boring Jameis because they know they are going to get handled by their former QB. I don't, I' don't think they're gonna boom i'll be I'll be shocked if they boom because it it just does not make sense it does not make sense right you know what I'm saying it's like having that ex you know what I'm saying it's like passing your ex-girlfriend you know married and you know what I'm saying and you know what I'm saying like you happy you know what I'm saying and life is beautiful like what's the point of saying man that man that mother lover, you know what I'm saying like what's the what's the point you know what I'm saying like you know like what's the point of that like you happy you should be focused on that like they got Tom Brady they are the Super Bowl champions what is the point of booing the, the guy that you decided to let go for a guy that's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time like I, I don't like that doesn't even make sense like it's to a point where I'm doing well we hope that you do well and just leave it at that you know what i'm saying when you play us i hope you don't play well you know but i wish you well yeah i agree tj chris Paul has been uh one hungry uh he wants that ring yeah i agree and i got so much respect for chris paul the way you know chris paul has done it i mean he tried to buy a ring when he was with the clippers didn't work out tried to do it with the lakers and david stern decided to renege that decision so the fact that, you know, he he did it the hard way, man. He did it through a young team that, you know, that they built up. You know, that that's that's the way they did it. And um yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I got a lot of respect, uh respect for that. Just like I got a lot of respect for Giannis. Like Giannis can go out here, whine, and boohoo, like uh, you know, Anthony Davis did. I wanna leave. <laughs> Let me go somewhere else. I can't win here. Nah, you know, Giannis went out there, you know what I'm saying? He, uh, you know, they built a team around him. And now, you know, he went, you know what I'm saying? He, like, when he started to become that superstar, he lost in the third round, then he got a little bit further in the second round, then finally got to the final. So I feel like I got a lot more respect for guys like that than guys that just sit on the sidelines and wait for their AAU buddies to get out the car and say, I want all these dudes right here. The rest of y'all can go ahead and leave and try to run the court. Like, nah, Mm-mm. I got respect for guys that start out Build themselves up with one team, you know what I'm saying? Allow that team to get some guys around them and don't, you know what I'm saying, have these other nonsensical people all up in that year talking about, oh, man, you want to be in Los Angeles. That's where the movie stars at, which don't make no sense to me. If you're a multimillionaire and you play for the Sacramento Kings, right? Sacramento is like the country part of California. I mean, you ain't nothing but like a helicopter ride, a plane ride to Los Angeles. Same way if you're in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? You think Zion, like, honestly, you think Zion couldn't get to Los Angeles from New Orleans in one night? You know what I'm saying? He can, he can sleep on a plane. Like, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to me. That guy's like, man, I want to be in this market right here. You can have a home in that market. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can you can fly to that market anytime you want to. That's, that's the part that don't make no sense to me. And that's why I feel like it's the like the wackest, lamest cop out ever by them superstars, man. Ever. Like, what are we talking about? Like, oh, I want to stay in Los Angeles. Stay in Los Angeles. Like, seriously, man, if God blessed me to a point where, you know what I'm saying, I'm just, I, you know, I'm a millionaire for doing what I do or well off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm going to have a problem getting to Los Angeles. You know what I mean? I can go there when I want. You know, what I'm saying pending the circumstances and what I need to be done on that particular day, but I can't buy it. I can't buy it. Sam says, TJ, what are your expectations for Troutman this year? I think he's gonna have a solid season. Um, I don't think you know he's gonna be on some George Kittle, Travis Kelsey type stuff, but I think that he is going to be. He, he is gonna he's gonna give the Saints. He's going to give the Saints some type of assistance at that position, man. I think he's going to do have a solid season. Maybe like, maybe 500, 50, 600 yards, maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know, about 50, 50 some odd catches. And I say maybe, I say about six touchdowns. I think he's going to have a solid season, you know. And I think it's going to be a, like a season where he can actually grow, where he can probably, you know, be that 800, 7, 800. Uh, tight end because 800 yard tight end because Jameis likes to throw the ball to the tight end San Diego uh, gave up on Drew and drafted Rivers almost the same situation with Jameis we'll see we'll see Saints won a bowl when they didn't uh do so well uh during the preseason that year facts yeah I don't, I don't put too much stock into preseason I don't Um, I care about the regular season because I, I mean look these dudes don't even be going to play preseason how I many times that we Seeing reports about these guys not wanting to do it, Dwight says, "TJ, the Saints already know who's going to start at quarterback. We like to keep uh, things secret. Remember, uh, they knew Drew was going to retire a year before. Yeah, hmm. I think we, I think they do know, you know. But we'll see. Are we supposed to have one game for preseason this year, not three games? Because they just uh took out three games." Uh, for each nfl team for no reason um no i think they're supposed to have three preseason games if i'm not mistaken tj do you think they will call the flag when bad hits uh like they do for breeze uh well we'll see you know i would i would think that they probably would tyrone because Jameis winston is not um like he's not as mobile as people think that he is okay i think that they're, like, kind of skeptical about throwing a flag when you got, like, quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and, you know what I'm saying, people like Cam Newton, like, guys that are known for being scramblers. RPO is a part of their game. So they kind of, you know, you know, lay on the whistle, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep the whistles down and keep the flags in their pocket when you have those type of quarterbacks, okay? But, like, somebody like Jameis, Jameis to me is a little, like, Jameis is a, a bit more athletic, Byron leftwich That's who he reminds me of. Like, not the you know what I'm saying, like Byron Leftwich. I don't feel like he had the arm talent as, as Jameis had, but the way that Jameis maneuvers around in a pocket when he's on a run. And the way that he, you know what I'm saying, he, you know, like he delipped, like he stands in the pocket, like he reminds me. Of a little bit more of an athletic Byron Leftwich, and that's not a bad thing. Cause Byron Leftwich, man, he was pretty good. Like, but he just always was hurt. Real talk, TJ. The Bucks fans are cool and always have been. You know, like I ain't never had no problem with no Bucks fan. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never had no problem with them, man. You know, I mean, look, they they want the same thing that we want. You know what I'm saying? Like they want us to, they want to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I go on a little. Tangent or whatever, like that, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, but at the same time, like I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a team has to be better when you're like so successful, like they've been. I'm gonna scroll down a little bit and take a few more comments, then we're gonna get up out of here. Uh start with start with John. he's talking about giggers. Okay, cuz this season was confusing me because I was looking at the preseason game schedule for the Seattle Seahawks. They only gonna be playing. Just the coats, okay? Uh, I don't know know what's going on with that. Got to check that out. Uh, and everyone else is playing three preseason games, not one. I, I can't explain that. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe some COVID violations or something like that. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. Uh, we are playing three. Yeah. Josh says, TJ, what do you think is the worst between the worst parts of Chicago and the worst parts of New Orleans? What do I think is the worst? between the worst parts of Chicago, the worst parts of New Orleans. Well, I don't live, I never, well, I lived in New Orleans growing up as a kid. I have not lived there, you know, since Hurricane Katrina. So I really don't know how it was, I mean, how it is now. Um, I I, I don't want to speculate, you know what I'm saying, about those things. But I'm going to have to say, man, when I was uh, growing up as a kid, New Orleans was, yeah, it was probably one of the worst, man. I mean, it was the murder capital like during the time i was in high school like man it was just dangerous i mean but you hear about chicago and stuff like that i don't know man you know like i'm always skeptical about places i ain't never been you know because you know i when i talk to people about new orleans and stuff like that they ask me if i have ever been to mardi gras and the only thing they think about mardi gras is that people have to pull down their tops in order for them to get bees. Like they don't even understand. Like you go out there on on the parades and, and the floats pass by and throw different cups and, you know, and bees and stuff like that at you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, almost like you, you go to Texas, everybody just think that you wear cowboy boots and 10 gallon hats. Like everybody just do that and ride a horse and, and ride to school on horseback, you know, like, so everybody got like these different stereotypes. So, I mean, they say Chicago, you know, South Side Chicago is tough. I never really been there. I've been to uh, Chicago on two occasions, got an opportunity to go to Chicago State coming out of uh, high school for a college tour. And also I went uh, when I was going to orientation. I went to Evanston, Illinois, uh, when I was right next to a Northwestern University. So. I've never really just been out there like that. I never really experienced anything to a point where I can just say, "Oh, it's just terrible. Everything is just to me, um, you know, then told to me by, by the media, but I can speak from a standpoint standing in new Orleans as a kid that it was pretty tough during that time. So I don't know. Mine are lifted by all you guys Ghostface. face. Uh, Thank you for being here and being a supporter. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Good night. I should uh, talk to you by Be Safe. Uh, giving a shout out to D. Is Nikala. Damien says, right now, TJ, is the East right now. Well, I've heard some things, man, but also heard one of my good homeboys. Shouts out to Brandon. Brandon said, I always go by what you hear. So that's the way I look at it. And I know, you know, saying like he from that area, he stay in that area. So that's the reason. I mean, I've heard that, uh, Damian, but I didn't bring it up because I don't know how bad it is. You know, (laughs) Sean Payton is going to get Jameis on a Warren Moon level. Mark my words. Well, I hope they don't throw the ball as much as Warren Moon them threw the ball. Because my goodness, oh man, you got a running back. Uh, I have to wear the colors I have on. (laughs) Uh, Watch all things. Uh, yo, this show is so much better than Hold whole the Mayo for real. Well, I'm not exactly sure what that is, Trent. You know, Hold the Mayo. I'll have to check that out. But I appreciate it, man. You know, this is an interactive show, man. We try to be as interactive. Uh, we talk about, man, look, this show really, we may have a topic, but it always kind of just stares off into, like, different directions. And that's what I love about this show, You know, and, you know. I mean, I really honestly... Don't know what direction this show is gonna go in. We might end up beginning the show talking about a situation like Jameis Winston. It might end the show talking about high size on friends or, or Shrimp pull boys. Like that's that's just what how we are here on the State of the Saints podcast. And that's one of the things I enjoy about it. it. It keeps me on my toes. I like the rapid fire questions, and I just like the interaction of each and every one of you. It makes this show worth doing all the time, you know. Um, I'm living in the city, TJ. I'm telling you it's facts, okay, Damien. I'm gonna take your word for it, you know. But like I said, I mean, I haven't, I haven't lived there since Katrina. Um, I just know they had some tough spots there, and I mean, it was terrible. Like when it came to like murders and stuff like that, and just nonsensical murders, like all the time. Man, it was just ridiculous. I can't wait to get the Saints jersey soon. Well, John, uh, it's I's it's, it's excited. You know, it's always exciting to get a get a new jersey. Uh, I follow all them dudes solo careers. Uh, let's see who that TJ watch. We sweep Tampa again with James. Well, look, long as they, long as they win the playoffs, I, I, look, I don't care what, if they sweep them a night, I just want, I just want to go to the playoffs and I just want the same to get through the playoffs. Can we do that? Poe boys. I like the sound of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Then Warren moon and saw the chili cheerleader. Maybe Winston is like moon. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you saw the chili or not. All I know is uh, everybody ain't perfect. Everybody make mistakes. It is what it is. And I, I can't, I'm not going to hold a person's transgression. They shortcoming over their head because I don't want nobody to do that for me. Like how many of us would be here right now? People held the things that we did over our head. And you'll probably say, oh man, well, I ain't never did nothing like that. Well, once again, if you're just joining us and you probably heard me say this. So I might sound like a parakeet to you. But we all done something in our lifetime that requires us to say the words, I'm sorry. And some of us right now are trying to figure out how to say I'm sorry about a situation that we screwed up. So I'm not going to play this game. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, it, that's, the world doesn't work like that. We want, you know, we, we want everybody to, you know, be quiet, boys, to be close to Jesus Christ. Like, we're not like that. So. Why are we expecting anybody else to be like? That? Everybody make mistakes, you know. I think if a person owns up to their mistakes, they repent for their mistakes, they learn from their mistakes. I don't feel like it's a, our job to like judge them for the rest of their life based on it. Because I won't want nobody to do that to me. Uh, let's see. John says I want to see the Saints make Buccaneers uh, get uh, swooped in New Orleans. Yeah i think a lot of people want that all i want all i wanted for these guys to win that's it that's all i i I do not care like i promise y'all i don't care as long as they make the playoffs and as long as they get deep into the playoff that's all i care about i don't care about none of this stuff like i promise you like it's just like it's just not the same who that nation i'm sorry man like Going back and forth with Falcon fans, man, that's so played out and whack to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that it ain't fun, because it is. But I'm just saying, though, man, it's, it's like pointless. It's like pointless at this point. All I care about is winning. That's it. The bottom line, I do not care. Okay. I, I, I honestly, I don't care. Look, I don't care if I'm riding in the 1983 Pinto. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With one of the wheels wobbly. And one of the front wheels, you know what I'm saying, probably the best wheel on the car, and it probably got smoke coming out the back, okay? The only thing I care about is is this Pinto going to make it to my destination. Now, some of you are probably lost. I don't care what the record is, okay? I don't care if they, you know what I'm saying, like whooping tail and taking names or, you know what I'm saying, They, they sputtering and whatever. But as long as they make it to the playoffs, it gives them opportunity to win the freaking game. That's all I care about. I don't care about division. I don't care about none of that stuff because all these things they have proven have to be pointless in the end. It's true. One seed, lost. Two seed, lost. Three seed, lost. Home field, lost. Home game, lost. Beat a team twice in the regular season. Play them in the third time, lost. That's the whole point of this situation I do not care about no division no more I'm sorry I do not last one from King Arthur says TJ is amazing how people love to point out the one thing you did wrong when you corrected your pet it makes people feel better about their own mediocrity when they tear down others who try look I don't look I just think that we we get this man. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say I don't want to say mob mentality, but individualism is, is a real thing. I, I just want people to understand it. I just feel like people bash individuals sometimes because they probably see two and three and four other people actually doing the same thing. So they like, well, you know what I'm saying? What's another comment by me? Who cares? I mean, o- over a collage of people saying the same exact thing. They love that individualism. This is what I'm saying though. Sometimes when you're involved in individualism, and for those that may not know what individualism is, is like you create almost like this, this, I guess you can say a mob mentality online, right? If you see like somebody doing something crazy and you see a bunch of comments, right, and they are talking about how ridiculous this situation is, it might, it might get you, you know what I'm saying, motivate you to write something. So you like, man, all well, these other people saying this, so why not me? But think about this, though. When it comes to individualism, we never think about it from our own standpoint. Like, we don't think about this. Like, what if the person that everybody was bashing was our family member? Or, you know, what I'm saying like or somebody that, that you really knew or hell, you know, what I'm saying like, what if it's a situation you might be laughing and bashing somebody about, but a couple weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, you probably was in some hot water, too. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us probably just got back off the couch from screwing up from our significant other. Like some of us right now, you know what I'm saying, happy and have a little bit of back pain because finally our wife let us back in the room, right? Or, or you know what I'm saying? Like we finally, you know what I'm saying? That person finally responded to our text message after a couple of days after we ticked them off. You know what I'm saying? There's always something in life, folks. I'm gonna keep on saying this that is going to require us to say the words, I'm sorry. There's an old saying, keep your words soft and sweet because sometimes you might have to eat them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a song, This is a, it was a gospel song says sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. And that's true. Some of us, you know, like we threw things in the dark, probably haven't come to the light. So we feel like the light that we carrying around is bright enough to see other people's faults. What are you doing? What are we doing here, man? We better than that. Allow a guy to resurrect and change the narrative. Did somebody help you change the narrative in your life? Did individuals, you know, give you an opportunity to right the wrongs in your life? Now, imagine how that would feel if they didn't allow you to do that. If you constantly had to keep on trying to prove to this person that you're worthy of their love or worthy of their companionship. Are worthy to invest in and you you know you're, you're doing all the right things and that person still says no how would that make you feel give the guy an opportunity to right the wrongs of his career you know don't don't be so quick to don't be so quick to try to destroy a guy because at the end of the day, if this guy come out here bawling, the same people out here that's talking about this man, talking about, oh, he crab legs, oh, crab legs, he, he running with the crab legs, oh, he got interception. This man come out here bawling. some of y'all going to act like y'all ain't say none of these things. But we got the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you all so much for your time, man. Before you go, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Let everybody know you enjoyed the show because I enjoyed you. And make sure that you check out the State of the Saints podcast on social media at State of Saints on Instagram, at State of Saints on Twitter, and also on Facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. And hopefully, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, we made a believe out of you. We made you a car carry member of the Who That Nation, or, you know what I'm saying, a fan of the State of the Saints podcast. If you're a fan of another team, go ahead and hit that subscription button. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Love doing this show. Thank you all so much for making this show what it is. And I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks, man, to really be talking about some football, getting some guests back on the show. Talk to uh, Nick Underhill and try to get him on the show pretty soon, as well as Ross Jackson, man. I was out of town. I was supposed to do an interview with Ross while I was out of town, but things just got kind of hectic. So want to get him back on the show. want to get some more guests on the show that you probably never seen here on the State of the Saints podcast as well as some other interviews man we're going to try to really get this thing uh, on and popping really excited about the direction of the state of saints podcast really do appreciate you all all those that have been holding it down representing who that nation you all take care have a good morning night evening whenever you're checking out this podcast like always all i got to say is who that